Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with it's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I'd like to thank everybody that subscribed to the series, keeps up with us every single week. Uh, if you're uh, so inspired, to give the series a rating, leave a review, would absolutely be grateful for that. And if you're not a subscriber, now's a really good chance to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, John Lodge, legendary founder of the Moody Blues, is back with a compilation beyond the very best. This sort of focuses mostly on his solo career. We get a handful of tracks from his 70 solo records. And for the Moody Blues tracks, he's picked out a few to uh, to either re-record entirely or give a new remix to. And paired with a few live tracks, it's made for a seriously great collection that gives a peek into his entire career, leading even up to the uh, the solo record uh, 10,000 Light Years Ago that just came out last year. John and I will talk about the concept behind how he chose the tracks for the record, how he chose which ones to re-record, and how the different eras of his career stand up against each other. We'll also take a look at what those 70s years were like around the record's Blue Jays and Natural Avenue when the Moody Blues were in quest. We'll talk about how the band took a pause to get away from each other and how that really rejuvenated everybody for the 80s comeback. He'll talk a little bit about paying tribute to the late Ray Thomas with a, a new version of Legend of a Mind and how his one-off single, Street Cage, is finally getting its just due. Talking about the record beyond the very best of, it's Kyle Meredith with John Lodge of the Moody Blues. Hi, Kyle. It's great to talk to you again, and especially about this uh, great new best of record bu- called uh, Beyond. Congratulations on this. Another, uh, another great career retrospective from you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I know there's a bit of a concept behind this with going through some of your solo cuts, some old Moody Blues favorites. With the ones that you re-recorded, what was the idea there? I know for a lot of musicians, it's it's kind of... 
I mean, do you still find magic in the songs? Do you find new ways to tell these songs? Yeah, I, uh, the songs are like uh, Evening Time to Get Away. That, that was on the uh, B-side of Days of Future Past, and it, it was a really deep cut, really, because even on, on the original album, it actually didn't get a credit. It was just part of the afternoon. It didn't get a credit at all. And uh, I started playing it again uh, about 18 months ago on stage, and I realized what the song was about. I'd never played it before. You know, so I recorded it in 1967 and never, ever played it. Uh, and then suddenly I realized what that song was about. And that, so I wanted to go back in the studio uh, and re-record that for this album. And I wanted to go back and use my original bass, my original Fender Precision bass that recorded the song originally. And um, that's how this, the album started to come together. It actually came together because there was a movie last year uh, called Private Lives. And there was a song on that movie, in that movie, called Say You Love Me, which was from my album, Natural Avenue. And it made me listen to the album again. And I thought, oh, I'd like to go in the studio and remix that as a 2020 with a mix for this year. But with the same emotion, I didn't want to re-record it. I wanted that emotion, the drumming of Kenny Kenny Jones. It was just brilliant. And Chris Spedding on guitar. And I just wanted to uh, remix that. And at the same time, I, I met the people from BMG who asked me to, you know, if I wanted to join their, their company. And uh, the whole thing came together. I thought, well, that's, this seems a good idea. I'll uh, uh, remix Say You Love Me and record some new songs again. Kind of talking about wanting to seek out some of those deeper tracks. I mean, it is a best of collection, but there's still opportunity to turn me on to songs that uh, I, I wasn't familiar with here. Was that part of the specific plan as well? It was very much. Uh, I wanted to, you know, the album. It's a, you know, it's an album. I know it's a CD, but for me, it's the vinyl <laughs> album with the uh, crooks of this getting this right. And I thought, if people never heard of John Lodge, how do we get this up to date straight away? And I thought, well, the deep tracks, some new tracks, uh, and uh, a tribute song to Ray Thomas, uh, Legend of a Mind, and and a couple of live tracks. And I thought maybe this is the way to sort of bring people up to speed with who John, John Lodge is. And you've got one of the newer ones on there, too, within my mind from uh, 10,000 Light Years Ago, which was a great record. Is there ever a balancing act of having the new songs stand up to the classics? Well, I hope they do, you know. I mean, they, they, you know they're played with the same integrity, and uh, hopefully the, uh, you know, the creativeness in the song as well is uh, the same creative, but what people could understand and relate to. Uh, and that's what you're always trying to do. Uh, we had some great people at the very beginning. Sir Edward Lewis, who was the head of the Decca Record Company. I mean, they sort of instilled into us, listen, whatever you write, whatever you record, think about 20 years on, could you still stand by that song, you know? And I think that's something I've kept in mind, even with all the recordings we do today, you know. It's, I think that's important. And, and then hearing a handful of those, which, you know, does come from those 70s records, I mean, uh, Saved by the Music, uh, from the Blue Jays album, and then you look at Summer Breeze, Say Love Me, as you were talking about, from Natural Avenue. What was that period like? Because as we look back now, it looks kind of volatile, like the Moody Blues, you know, were they in question? And, and how was it to branch off on your own at that point? We'd made seven albums, uh, the last one being Seventh Sojourn, uh, with just, uh, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. And, uh, you know, when we started in the 60s, there were just five of us and a road manager. By the time Seventh Sojourn was released, 
we were charting our own jet planes. We had a string of music shops across the south of England. We had a touring company. And we'd sort of lost contact with each other. Although we were on stage, we didn't have any conversations. We'd run out of conversation. And we needed to take a break from each other to re-energize and uh, have a listen and work with other artists and hopefully learn from other people about what, how, how you can continue doing what you do and find out if someone was doing something different to you that you could adapt, you know. And it was important to come back uh, with uh, more energy. I think we did. We came back. Out, we did. Justin and I did the Blue Jays album. Uh, we worked with a lot of new artists on, the, on that album. We worked with three guys uh, called Providence out of the Rocky Mountains, a string section, you know, uh, a viola, a violin, and a cello. And uh, it, it was a great, great time, great learning experience for me, you know, to uh, take on uh, and continue. Well, the songs were so strong in that period. And, and leading up to the first single, you know, you, you've done the uh, the new version of Street Cafe, uh, which was a standalone single at the time, right, when it first came out? Yeah, we released it just in the UK, and uh, it was a single. And uh, we, at the same time, we just recorded Long Distance Voyager. So I never ever got on the road to uh, perform Street Cafe or any of the songs from Natural Avenue. And I always regretted that, and uh, that's why I wanted to actually record these songs again, you know, as, for reality, and then hopefully be on the road, which I'm going to in November uh, and uh, February next year and perform these songs. Well, I hope to get to see them live. It's such a great collection, and John, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about this. Beyond the very best, uh, congratulations on this once again. Thank you very much, Carl. Thank you very much. All right, it's a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. And my thanks, John Lodge of the Moody Blues. The new compilation is called Beyond the Very Best Of. Now, the last time John and I uh, got to talk was just back in 2017 when he was having a very busy summer as the Moody Blues were celebrating the 50th anniversary of their landmark album, Days of Future Past. He and I got to talk about playing that album in its entirety on tour and going on his first ever solo tour with the uh, just-released live album, Live from Birmingham, the 10,000 Light Years Tour. So we're going to drop that part two right here. It's Kyle Meredith with John Lodge. Hi, Kyle. It's an honor to talk to you. Uh, this live album, uh, so much fun to listen to. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, live from Birmingham, the 10,000 Light Years show. Uh, it's a hometown show, right? It was a hometown show, yeah. Birmingham is where I was born, and uh, Birmingham was where I used to go and see, you know, all the original... Uh, rock and roll, American rock and roll artists, you know, like Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, and uh, Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran, and all those rock and rollers. But um, my hero was the person who changed or changed my life really musically and tuned it, I suppose, was Buddy Holly. And he came to Birmingham and uh, he performed at Birmingham Town Hall, and I was there in the front row, the balcony. Uh, watching Buddy Holly, and I said to my agent, that's where I want to f I'd like to finish my tour, is in Birmingham, and I'm going to record it. And it was a great night, really enjoyed it. Everything about it worked really, really well. What a way for a building uh, it meant that much to be able to come back and to do that. Usually, hometown shows can be more nerve-wracking than the others. After this long, uh, do you feel those nerves coming back when you see familiar faces? Well, when you go back to your hometown, you know you, you know all the you know a lot of the people who are there, and they've grown up with you, you know, and they, they some of them still remember you. You like when you were fourteen and fifteen, playing in the local little 
uh, coffee bars and clubs and everything else and uh, you know but it's just wonderful that people still come and come to the concerts and you know you remember those things with them and it, it, catching up with them is always great always great now there's one song on the live album that was written specifically for this show right yeah it really was it was right by seesaw uh, the the whole idea was to put uh, how do how do we feel about uh, you know what is the concert about you know what is the theme and really it's about me uh, you know, as a person, and ride my seesaw about what life is about in a way uh, as you're growing up. And uh, that's why I think it was 10,000 light years ago. And when you're out there, some of these songs you perform hundreds of times, especially with the Moody Blues songs. If you're presenting them with different acts, is there a desire to present them in a new way, or, or is it more like an opportunity to give the fans something familiar? Well, I think you've got to. I really think you need to, as an artist, to stay as close as you can to the, you know, the original song. And uh, but the important thing is to try and get the emotion right. You know, you know, obviously when you're in the studio recording, you know, Daisy Future Pass was recorded on four tracks, but Seven Sojourn was probably recorded on 48 tracks, uh, and so on and so on. So you can add more and more things when you're in the studio. But it's all about getting that emotion across on stage. And uh, I think when you perform in the Moody Blues songs, you know, via John Lodge uh, part, it's the rehearsals account. How do we make, how do we get the emotion over so that the audience uh, can feel uh, a relationship, you know, with the music? Now, tying into the big picture, uh, the way you do it's always masterful, but it seems like a daunting challenge to try and make it a big story arc or, or a big sound arc, but... I love the way it's came out. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, is the upcoming tour your first solo tour? No, it is. It's my first solo tour, and uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. You know, I had a, you know, release with the release of the uh, the DVD uh, and the double album, the vinyl album, which I'm really pleased about. 180 gram, you know, go back with the gatefold sleeve and everything else. So I'm pleased about that. Uh, but. I had a, a window of, of time where I thought, ah, oh, it'd be fantastic to go on tour and promote the album and, uh, you know, play the songs for uh, for the audience and visit places I've never been before. You know, sometimes when you wish things, it comes true, and it did. <laughs> and when you talk about a career this long and you can say it's the first time for anything. I think one of, one of the... Uh, the great things about music, you know, is uh, lots of doors open all at different times in your lifestyle, in your life. And, uh, you know, take the opportunity and, and uh, you know, enjoy it, really. And the other half of your year is the 50th anniversary of Days of Future Past. How's it been looking back on that? Well, that was really interesting because, you know, we've... we've performed uh, Days of Future Past in its entirety, uh, you know, concerts uh, across the USA uh, during the summer. And it was really interesting to go back to, to the original tapes of Days of Future Past and listen to them, because some of the songs like Evening Time to Get Away, uh, Another Morning, The Sunset, we've never ever performed those songs before uh, since we've recorded them. And um, it, it, you just have to get your... You have to, transport yourself back really to that time so you could make sure the integrity of the way you sang the song was exactly the same integrity as in 1967 you know and uh, it was strange it was like going through a space warp uh, because suddenly when when we got into the songs 
it was like being there again. And I can remember so much things that went on and which I'd forgotten about. You know, of all the different arts, it really does seem like music lends itself to time travel maybe more than the others. Being able to connect to something like that, especially if you were there. I mean, what a trip. It is, it, it, it is time traveling, absolutely time traveling. All right, John, it was a pleasure talking to you live from Birmingham, the 10,000 Light Years show. It's, a, it's so cool to listen to. Thanks so much, man. Kyle, thank you very much. Thank you for the interview. And uh, thank you, Louisville. All right, we'll see you around. Thank you. John Lodge from a 2017 interview discussing the live album, live from Birmingham, the 10,000 Light Years Tour. And again, his uh, new compilation, Beyond the Very Best Of. Definitely check that out as well. And thanks for checking out this series. Again, if you're not already a subscriber, now is a great chance to do that. Wherever you get your podcasts from, just type in Kyle Meredith With. That also includes YouTube and Spotify, as well as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Podchaser, all the rest. And from there, you can head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour of uh, song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and more interviews as well. That's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.